As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today we are back with another deep dive. You might wonder when I say we. Well, of course I have returning guests. Please welcome back Chris. Woohoo. And Chad. Howdy do. Alright guys, so we're going to be diving into a Thanksgiving classic. As this comes out, Thanksgiving will be at your table in two days. If you're listening to the day of release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So gobble, gobble. Yeah, there gobble, you go. Gobble, gobble. Uh, gobble, gobble says that's right. Isn't that uh, Geely movie? Oh, I don't know. You know what I kind of got to think it was Polly Shore and Son-in-Law? Oh, I think he kind of does... I think he does like a gobble, gobble thing too. Uh, you're, you're, I think... Mm, Cause isn't it Thanksgiving time for them, too? It is Thanksgiving time. <laughs> so. But I remember him dancing around in his PJs going, Steven Tyler PJs. Yes, Steven Tyler PJs. <laughs> but anyways, we're not talking about son-in-law, although that would have been a good one. But no, we're talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. That my dad's coming home for the holiday. By a cruel twist of fate. Welcome to Wichita. Steve Martin and John Candy have just oh. become traveling companions. Where are you? I'm in a motel. I spent the night with this guy I met on the plane. Are you crazy? You shared a motel room with a stranger? Steve Martin and John Candy. Wow! In planes, trains, and automobiles. Daddy! Rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. Before we get started, I want to say, after you listen to this episode, I want you to go and check out my buddy Ed and Sean's podcast, the Film Effect Podcast. They've been on here. I've been on their show. They will also be covering planes, trays, and automobiles this same week. So after you listen to ours, go give theirs a listen. Alright, so, first off, this movie was released the day before Thanksgiving, 1987. That was November 25th. It has a Rotten Tomato critic score of 92% and an audience score of 87%. This movie came in with a budget of $30 million and made $49.5 million. I don't know much about the 80s. I know nowadays you need to make two or three times your budget to be considered successful. I don't know if the same was true in the 80s. But obviously over the years this movie has beyond made its money back. Yeah. yeah. Become quite a classic actually. So we, mil- we mainly, mainly only have two main stars. Steve Martin. John Candy. We have some other people that do cameos, but those are your two main guys in a film directed by John Hughes, who's, of course, for those who have ever recorded with me, know in my background, I have a Breakfast Club poster, and he directed that. He created the Brat Pack, basically. So, let's yeah, talk about it. He's written and directed some, especially written a lot of movies. Yeah, you're right. In fact, let's talk about a, bit, a little bit how he decided to write this movie. Do you guys know why he decided how he came up with this movie? Oh, enlighten I, us. I do not. Yeah, please uh, educate <laughs> me. Well, basically, he was on a flight from New York trying to get to Chicago. He got derailed and he landed in Wichita, Kansas, and it took him about five days to get home. Sound familiar? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty much the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Chris, I'm going to start with you because I think you're the only one of the three of us that had seen this previously. Well, I know you said Chad had and he just doesn't remember it, but when do you remember seeing this? Like as a child? Yeah. Yeah, I was a kid when I saw this. So, it's... We're talking about early days, so it's really hard to even target when it was, the exact day, how odd it was, and all that stuff. I just know it was something that, you know, maybe my dad was watching. Family was watching yeah, it just be on TV. Seems like my <laughs> dad would have watched it yeah. back in the day. So for sure. I can remember catching it usually when someone else was watching it, and that's how I got used to it. And then, of course, over the years, it was played a lot, you know, especially with during the holiday season and stuff. So then, of course, you know, got older, got to watch it, more, you know, all the way through, and just enjoy it because I, I like John Candy. He's just an amazing actor. Chad, I know you said you don't really remember it, right? You just... No, I don't, but, you know, Chris... Well, I mean, Chris is probably right. I mean, I probably caught it on TV with my dad or something when I was a kid. Earlier this week when I watched it, now, heck, honestly, that was, like, the first time that I could, you know, say that, oh, I recalled it, you know, I recall watching it on this. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I watched it for the first time last weekend, and I'm glad I did, so this was a good choice, because... <laughs> We'll get I told into you it. You were in for a good trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get started, and I mean, it starts off. I, lo- I love the title card because you get the title scrolling across like a speeding yeah. train, mm-hmm. and you like you hear the sound of the train roaring as it's going through. So I just I love that opening. It happens so fast too. It kind of makes your eyes a little dizzy there because you're trying to like follow right, trying to follow the words as it scrolls across. The and then it shows us that we're in New York City two days before Thanksgiving. Chris caught the title card this time, unlike yes, on Blood Rage. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, there it is. It says Thanksgiving. <laughs> I pointed out to him just to Chad make, make certain that he would uh, catch it, that it took place before Thanksgiving. So we we can all agree this is a Thanksgiving movie. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first up, we meet Steve Martin. We don't learn his name yet. We'll later learn his name is Neil Page, but he's in a meeting and <laughs> And this boss guy is just looking over these ads. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was awful. I was just like, oh, my God. Say something already. Yeah, he's just so indecisive about these ads that are being presented to him. And it just looks like he's going to say something about four different times. And he just (laughs) and eventually he just leans back in his seat and he just never says anything. And And then you poor Neil sitting there looking at the time on his watch, looking at his plane ticket. And he's like. Yeah, yeah, we we see his plane ticket. It says that he has a flight to get to Chicago, and it's at six p.m. that night. And you gotta assume it's five o'clock at this point. It's at the end of the yeah. day. And he finally he comes out, and he's like, he spends all day just looking over, and decides to reconvene after the holidays. After he's all that, any psychopathic yeah. CEO boss would fucking do. And you know what? He probably sat there for longer than an hour <laughs> looking at that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they made it sound like he was pretty much there. That Most of their day was sitting in there waiting on him to come up with a decision. It over. makes you wonder how that damn boss runs a successful business if he's that damn decisive. Yeah. And I think it only looked like he was trying to go between three ads. Like, exactly. it wasn't that it wasn't, big. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> 500 <laughs> things in front. It was just a few mock-ups. <laughs> he but it was pretty funny when he was about to talk and he would just pause and he'd open his mouth. No word. Yep. <laughs> That plays better on video than audio, but yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it's very got, quiet. Um, right when he starts to speak, and you got, you know, the people at the table, the conference table. And I mean, they're holding, like, bated breath. They're just like, he's yeah. finally going to say something. He's <laughs> going to say something. And then he doesn't. They're like, really? And then, 
He gets out, him and his partner, he's complaining, he's got to catch this flight, and the partner's not in no rush. He's like, are you not going to try? And he's like, no, we're not going to make that flight. And like, he gets on the elevator and goes, and that's the last thing, you're never going to get that flight. Right. <laughs> I was and like, you know what? He was, he was right about that. Trying to leave during rush hour to make it to the airport in a big-ass city like New York. Are you kidding me? Yep. You ain't going to make it to the damn airport. And his buddy was right there. He's like, take the 8 o'clock. wait till late. Take wait till 8 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And like I said, Chad, it's a big city. There's lots of traffic. That's what we get next. He's in. He, <laughs> I've never been to New York City. I've never had to hail a, ca- a cab or any anywhere really. Well, story of Mexico, but that's for another day. But uh, <laughs> there's a long ass line. I felt like it was gonna happen when I saw a sign for El Rey, and I thought of From Dust Till Dawn. Oh yeah, there so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hola, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, he's in this long line for a cab taxi, which I'm, I'm like crazy just thinking about that. I'm like, fuck, I, think, I don't know how far the airport is. I'm sure it's far, but I'd probably just try to run it. Wait, in New York? Yeah, I don't know how far the airport is, but... That, that's that's uh, pretty I think, far. I think it's pretty far, yeah. <laughs> well, I know they have two airports. I don't know which one he's going to, JFK or LaGuardia, but they have two of them there. I, I, don't, I don't... You wouldn't be able to walk it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the other thing, too, is like, when he got outside that building, all you see the, how busy the sidewalks were with people. Yeah, just, so many people. Yeah. So many I mean, cars. they were just all almost shoulder to shoulder. And then, like, he got in that group of people who were waiting for a taxi. Yeah, they're all in a line. Uh, uh-uh. that would have been a nightmare. And then he he sees the taxi become available elsewhere on the street, and he ends up locking eyes with our first cameo of the movie with Kevin Bacon. Very young into, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> very young Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and apparently, even though it came out after this, Kevin Bacon had just film, finished filming She's Having a Baby for John Hughes. Mm. And he's like, whatever you do next, put me in it. And he got put into this. And then I think She's Having a Baby came out the following year after this, actually. So that was kind of surprising. A non-speaking but... role <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just wanted to do anything. And he got a little small part where he got to race Steve Martin. Play the douchey, uh, the douchey young guy, right? I got stealing a cab. Oh my God. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny because he runs. He ends up getting stopped by this woman, like, pushing a cart of boxes or something. <laughs> yeah. So you think Steve Martin's going to get it, and then he trips over this suitcase. This giant suitcase. He trips over in the street. Of course, Kevin Bacon's able to get the cab. And, of course, he looks at him and smirks. And, and in my mind, I'm going, there's a good chance a lot of these people are also trying to get to the airport. Mm-hmm. Fucking carpool that shit. Exactly what I said. I, I'm like, I would have been searching for somebody. Hey, yo, you going to the airport? We'll split the fare. Right. Yeah, I'm sure some of those people, somebody else is going to the mm. damn airport. Like, you don't have to have a conversation with a stranger in a cab. Just ride together. It's better for the environment. Anyway. And you know what, guys? <laughs> I got to pause for a second because what was that? Oh, when the suitcase he tripped, it was a big trunk. It was the trunk. Well, it yeah, it was te- It was technically that. You're right. It is a trunk that he has that he's carrying. You're right. We learn who that is later. Oh, yeah. And that's funny, too. Like, I like. <laughs> okay, so we know that he tripped over the trunk. And then he ends up losing the taxi. But I like where he runs after the taxi. And he's like, that's more taxi. Because after he just paid the guy, this other guy, $75 for 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 the cab. So he gets to the taxi. He opens that back door. And he's like, hey, that's my taxi, motherfucker. You know, something like that. And then you see like this real quick, quick, quick glimpse. uh, Speak pretty of of. John Candy, right there, and the way he just turns and he has like this look of fear on his face for a second, and then he shuts the door. Yeah, oh my god, 
Yep, so and good. that's yeah, and that's the first time we you like you said that's the first time we get to meet John Candy, and you know what we're gonna go back back on the old show. I used to have this segment, and I'm gonna bring it back for this episode and maybe future episodes. We'll see, but this is gonna be our "Who Could Have Been Who" segment. Okay. Yeah. So first off, we're gonna go to Neil Page. So Steve Martin Hughes actually wanted Tom Hanks for this role, but he oh. was filming Big. Interesting. And then I don't know how close this is, but apparently Rick Moranis was uh off or not offered, but tried out for the role as well. Oh, that would have been interesting too. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then John Candy, the role of Dale, played by John Candy. A lot of Johns here. We're getting ready to go through. Okay, John Hughes. Instead of John Candy, he first wanted John Travolta. But he was considered box office. Yeah, that I don't think that would have worked. <laughs> he would have been. He was box office poison, so the studio said no. And I'm glad because I don't think that would have worked at I don't all. Think so either. Yeah. And the other one he wanted was John Goodman. Okay. Okay. I can, yeah, I can, I can see, see John, Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. 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 So he ended up settling for John Candy. Bunch of Johns in that whole group. Well, you know, <laughs> I think it. I think it worked out for the it best. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Although, I gotta say, one thing about when he stops the cab and opens the door and you see that quick flash of John Candy, one thing unrealistic, that light immediately turns green. And I don't know how it is in New York City, but most lights I've been out do not turn green that damn fast. (laughs) The cab had just stopped and then it's taken back off that quickly. Well, it's convenient for storytelling. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true. So then we get Neil. He's How's he get to the airport? All of a sudden, he's running through the airport. I said, that's why I said he ran to the airport. You guys say it's too far. I don't know. I've never been there. You're probably right. But how the hell does he get there? We don't get to see how he gets there. Well, the thing is... The next scene is him running through the airport. I was going to say, but did he even make it for the 6 o'clock one? He gets there... I wrote now, he gets there two minutes before his flight. The flight just gets delayed. That's the thing. Because, like, then... Also, you know, they changed his seats after he paid for first class. But that's because this flight got delayed and he got put on a different flight. Okay, so it kind of became a standby right. type situation. Which is why even with, like, this this whole stuff's funny. But in reality, it's not needed. His flight gets delayed. He doesn't miss the flight. It gets yeah. delayed. He gets there just in time and to see it delayed. funny, too, to see kind of like a pre-9-11 airport where you didn't have oh, to go through, true. like, mm-hmm. the long security lines and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, you just walk right on in. Right, and you just you know, go carry your, your shit flight. right up yeah. to the gate, you know. Yeah, so like, you know, back in those days, you could have been like that late getting to your flight, and right? Still get there under the wire. Or you know, like but after days, you, you 2001, can. yeah, you can't. Do you that. have to be there like an hour mm-hmm. before, you know, a couple. At hours least, before. at least at a big airport like that, longer enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big airports, you'd have to be there two to three hours mm-hmm. before, from everything I've heard. So. Yeah, they do all those body checks, wand checks, up the ass checks, everything else. <laughs> Alright, then we cut to his wife and kids at home. At least that's who we learn these are. And we get a young Matthew Lawrence in this scene. <laughs> that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. This scene was funny because the little girl, she's asking, hey, You think Grandpa's going to give me a nuggie? Yeah. <laughs> and the mom's like, Sure he is. That's how he shows you he loves you. Matthew Lawrence is like, he doesn't give me a No, he gives you Indian burns. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this grandpa doesn't know how to show love the best way. Noogies and Indian burns. Okay, Uh, this is going to sound stupid. I apologize. Josh, tell him what an Indian burn is. is. That's like where 
you take both hands and you rub on the arm until it turns red. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah it's very, it's, it's, yeah. it's a very racist term because it's what it is is making your skin red and that's why it's called indian burn okay that's awful yeah i don't think it was a different time yeah it was it was the 80s i don't think you could get away with that joke nowadays it's so funny because i can remember because i think there was a cousin or someone who did that yeah to me when i was a kid but i don't remember them ever referring to it as indian burn or anything like that so that's but wow that's, that's awful yeah it's it's definitely yeah it's it's 80s talk that's for sure yeah and then the phone rings. It's Neil saying his flight's been delayed. Now, remember, in the opening, he says, oh, I'll make it home by 9. Flight's been delayed. He's like, oh, I should still be home by 10. I was like, that's a little unrealistic. <laughs> Your flight just got delayed. You think it's just going to cause you an hour delay? Well, because he's special. He thinks he can get through it. <laughs> and then I love this. The wife's like, well, I'll wait up. I'm like, were you going to oh, go to God. bed that early? Like, like He's saying he's going to be home by 10. How early are you going to bed, lady? <laughs> Well, how, you know what? She probably. Well, no, wait a minute. How many days? Oh, she, she probably gets how many days were like, Yeah, six a.m. Because this turned out being like how many days of a trip for him technically. So. Oh, it ends up working out, but it's just she says she'll wait up after he says I'll be home by ten. Well, I'll wait up for you. I'm like, well, you, you that's know not what? that late. Dumb and thinking like, oh, it's Thanksgiving the next day, and she just got to wake up early to start with the dinner and welcome well, Thanksgiving the family. family two days away. It says two days away. So this is a Tuesday. Okay. This is when this starts, Tuesday. yes. Tuesday. You know, she's <laughs> got to get up and she's yeah, got to meet the in-laws and her parents coming in. Like, well, yeah, to like they said, grandpa's coming at least. So, yep. yeah, we know someone's coming, yeah. So then we get Neil. He's going to sit down. Of course, who does he sit down across from? John Candy. Oh, yeah. And they, and they start looking at each other, trying to figure out how they know each other. And it finally clicks with, with Neil here. He, he remembers opening that door and seeing that scared face John Candy puts on. I don't like when they do the quick... <laughs> A quick pass, you know, like scene flash, of that. It was yeah. just a quick flash of it. Right. That face. He's just yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, I'm going, see, you should have just said, hey, where are you going? You going to the airport? I'm going to the airport. Right. Share the damn cab. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this could have been well, avoided. Whole drama could have been avoided. That's you know, true. Nobody yeah. talks. Everybody in New York is all about themselves. <laughs> yeah, I am. Well, yeah, but that's it. None of these people are from New York. So, <laughs> I mean. Well, they're from Chicago. That's that's close enough, right? <laughs> well, Neil is. I don't think we really know where Dale is from. He's kind of... I don't know where he's from. Well, yeah, the weird thing is... He's like he... a vagabond, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah. Really which we find out about that later, yeah. Well, we find that out later, yes. But it's funny because John can't... He's like, you're the guy who stole my cab. He's like, oh, you're the guy who tried to steal my cab. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because what we didn't talk about when he's trying to pay the guy off seventy five dollars, you see Dale in the back. You don't, you can't tell it's John Candy, but you see someone loading that big ass trunk that we saw him yeah. trip over in the back of the trunk, and getting in the cab. All those stickers on it. But then I love this because Candy realizes he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. Can I get you a hot dog and a beer?" Seymour's like, "No," and he's like, well, "How about a hot dog? How about a soda? How about a water? How about a, <laughs> a lifesaver? How about a Slurpee?" Oh, Jesus! This is just such a, a Okay, this is just kind of really great with John Candy as an actor. Because that introduction where he, just the moment he finally makes his first line, and, you know, like he's got, obviously, this kind of different look to him. Too. He's got, like, the really curly hair, the thicker eyebrows, and he's got the, uh, Must- the mustache. mustache. Well, it's not, like, kind of what you're used to with John Candy. So it makes his character very nuanced in a way. But I love the way that he tries to be... 
because she's not I want to say maybe accommodating but trying to be way too friendly you know and but he doesn't realize that it's also being annoying and that this person's kind of tick battle right and so I like when he just kind of keeps digging a little bit yeah. like oh let me get you a hot dog yeah. oh, how about a beer how about a beer I'll get you a beer how about uh, just the hot dog and the beer or something you know things like that I mean, yeah it's really good on his uh, on his part with yeah how he introduces this character to the screen because you instantly kind of feel with Neil at that moment. He's a little mm-hmm. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. And then like the Chad, this is what we we're talking about. He's now on the plane. He's complaining to the stewardess because he'd been put in coach and apparently he had been, you know, he had bought this ticket over a month ago, obviously not knowing the weather was going to turn bad. That's what's delayed this flight. That's also why the whole wait till the next flight. I'm like, that wouldn't work either. They're saying that everything out of Chicago is being canceled because of weather. Doesn't matter what later flight he would have got. Yeah, <laughs> everything got canceled because at one point they show everybody in the airport groaning and moaning and just looking at that airport. I'm just like, Ugh, I wouldn't want to be in yeah. there. Too many people. Oh yeah. <sighs> and I felt bad for him because he's trying to tell that story. He's like, I paid for a first class. I want, and I don't blame him. I'd be mad at, but this is what I paid for. I want first yeah. class right now. I don't want anything else. Give me my first class. And I get that. But then on the other hand. And she's being very you dismissive. Know, she's, she's like, sir, you need to take yeah, shit down, I, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then this handsome guy in a suit comes on the plane and she's all like, oh, you can take whatever seat you and like. And she knew his name. And she, she knew, knew his, his name. name. So they were obviously like, well, yeah, uh, that, that well, tells you a little something there too. You're, you're right. But to be fair, like he had to sit in coach too. That was in coach that he did that. And I took that as the other stewardess. There's always an, an extra... Flight attendant, I'll say that, flight attendant, because I don't know, since it's male and female, I'm just going to say flight attendant, that sits in a front seat right up by the door yep. on the flights I've been on. Mm-hmm. And I took him as that guy in this role. I didn't just take him as uh, someone wait, so she you, knew. You took him as another flight attendant. Yeah, that's how right. I took him, and that, that's oh, why he I sat immediately down. Like, yeah, I kind of took it as just, that was another customer, because he was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, you told him he could sit anywhere here in first yeah. class, and and you're telling me I can't, so I, because I didn't, maybe That's I just okay. didn't pay attention. Yeah, to you might, you might be right. You might be right. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But it's okay, Chris. The airline will accommodate him by giving him a voucher. <laughs> she did say he did he say could right. ask for his refund afterwards, but of course, and as you a voucher, you know this is <laughs> this is a plot device. We got to get these two back together. He goes to find his seat, and who's it next and to? The only seat that's left. The only, the only seat, seat that's left. left. It's middle in between seat. middle. Seat. Yeah. It's in between John Candy and this old guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he seats down. This is where John Candy finally introduced himself. Because I, I was like, I thought this was the most interesting thing. I was like, Dale Griffin, director of sales, shower ring division. I was yes. like, shower <laughs> ring division. <laughs> okay. Oh, now, they're on the flight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is... There's also a deleted scene right in here I'm going to talk about here. But first, while they're in the air is where you find out that flights to Chicago have been canceled. I forgot it was just delayed and they were getting on another flight. Mm-hmm. This is where it actually gets canceled. Dale keeps talking. Keeps talking. And Neil tries to be nice. He's like, I don't mean to be rude. I'd prefer to read this article. If my friend wrote it, I want to read it. Yeah. And Dale's like, oh, I get it. I hate when people don't know when to shut up. Yeah, he's the guy that can't shut up. Like, he yeah. keeps going like, on I don't want to be, be the guy that's known as the blabbermouth. And then... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And then he does this. This would piss me off. I'm already sitting in the middle of two people, which I personally wouldn't like. Yeah. Then this fool's gonna 
pick up his foot, take his sock shoe <laughs> off, let out a but big satisfaction, and then you gotta set this up. You gotta set it up. like so. He's just like, oh, he eats. He's tired. So next thing you know, he lifts up his leg, puts his foot over his knee. <laughs> he's just rubbing that ankle, and then he takes that shoe off. He's like, oh, oh, that feels so good. Oh. Yes. And then he goes the extra mile, and he's like. There comes he the puts sock. That finger in that sock. He, he puts his finger in the sock right yep. off, and then you hear that pop comes pop. right on off. And next thing he's waving the sock he's even in front sock. of Neil's oh. face. And he's like, "Oh, oh yes, yeah." And that's where I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. "No, I'd be, I'd be, somebody would be getting thrown off the plane at that point. Like literally opening the door and shutting." I'm yep. sorry. That's that's. And then this would be. Did you guys watch the deleted scene? No. Okay, so this is where the deleted scene would come in. What it is, is they're ordering their dinner on there. And Dale, of course, flies everywhere. So he has, I can't remember, I didn't write him down. He has a different meal he orders for each airline he flies on. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knows exactly what meal to order. Because Steve Martin's got something, and it looks nasty. And he asked Dale, he's like, what is this? And he's like, well, about seven hours ago, that was lasagna. But then they reheated it, and reheated it, and reheated it. <laughs> And he, so Dale, of course, doesn't want it. So he ends up giving it to Dale. He gives it, or Neil doesn't want it. So he gives it to Dale. And then he's got some other food. Oh, he's got a roll. And they're giving it to the old guy. And the old guy can't hear. He's like, you want a roll? What? No, I don't need a ball or something. Like <laughs> like it's, it's a whole exchange. They find, He gets the other food. Finally, there's a brownie. And Dale's like, you want this brownie? And the old guy can hear this. Yeah, I want the brownie. And Steve Martin goes, no, I want my brownie. But right as he says that, the woman in front lets her hair out behind the seat. And it falls on the brownie. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, Neil, he's grossed out by this. And he's like, ugh. And then <laughs> Dale fishes out. He's like, so you don't want this anymore? Oh, and he takes it. And he's like, he talks to the old guy. You want some of this? And they split it in half and split the brownie, too. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then we cut to the scene with all the lights are off and Neil's still trying to read. And the old guy sleeping on one shoulder. Yeah, and Dale's kind of leaning towards him, and he just looks up and goes, oh "You're God. never gonna land in Chicago." Goes, <laughs> 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 he's, like, he's like, "I bet I my bet. left nut." No, yeah, we're not yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, you're right. There you go. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Then we get a quick cut of the wife in bed sleeping. And then we're learning that Neil has had to land in Wichita, Kansas. And oh, Dale's, yeah, yeah and, but, and Dale's uh, trying to tell Neil they're not, they're going to cancel this flight. You're not getting out of here. In fact, oh, these next two lines I love. He's like, I'm just telling you, you got a better chance of playing pick up sticks with your butt cheeks than catching the flight out of here. <laughs> oh, and then he starts talking about how you should have ordered room. And he's like, because I'm telling you, you got a better chance of finding a three legged ballerina than getting a hotel right now. <laughs> oh, which is kind of weird because that sounds like something he should have just kept going on with the movie about, you know, just a little, little. Clips, clips, yeah, yeah, because that. I mean, I didn't look. I don't know for sure, but those sound like ad libs from John Candy. That yeah. sounds like something he would have just come up with, and that there are probably a bunch of outtakes somewhere. Because speaking of, there's supposedly somewhere out there. There's like a two and a half, maybe three hour version of this movie not put together. Oh wow! They, they have the foot. Yeah, like I read that the first version or first version of this was three hours and forty minutes, and then they Whoa. had to cut it down from there and cut it down from there. <laughs> yeah. At three hours and forty minutes, this movie would not be good. It'd no, be too much. No. But, but it's amazing to think of a movie going from three hour and forty to an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, and, that's that's crazy. and the weird thing is, I felt like the movie didn't feel like an hour and a half. It really felt like they, they were they actually kind of a little longer. Yeah. I felt like you were kind of a bit of a longer story, I guess you could mm. say. 
It didn't. It just felt longer than an hour and a half. Not that I was bad, right. but I, I mean, I, my I think I see, I see it. I, it just feels longer. I feel like I get what you're trying to say. I feel like you're you're you get a lot of story for an hour and a half movie. You do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then here. They do cancel the flight. They're stuck in Wichita. I love this because Ben Stein, who was, of course, Bueller, Bueller, and Ferris Bueller, which John Hughes did, he comes on and cancels it in the background. It says, Destination Nowhere (laughs) (laughs) on the board. And you know, the funny thing is, like, he does this part, and then, like, of course, he does, but it seems like he just always plays the announcer or something. What role? Like, an announcer role. You know, he has to sit there and... Like he's oh, announcing he Bueller's name, so he's saying like, "Yeah." So yeah. all he does is sit there and Bueller, and then in this one, it's like all flights have been canceled. Yeah, to let you know, and it's just man, does this man not really give it a character at all? I think it's the same. Character. I think that is that is his character though, because not everybody yeah. could. Do, could yeah, it's, it, exactly. This is it. There you go. Because he even, I mean, hell, he ended up doing win Ben Stein's money based mm-hmm. off this. Yeah, had a whole little game show he did because of this. But yeah, now Neil's calling for the hotel room. Clear Eyes commercials. Oh, Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. I forgot about those commercials. For dry red eyes, Clear Eyes is awesome. It removes redness and has an ingredient to moisturize. Wow. The difference is clear. Clear Eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about those. Right. Hashtag Clear Eyes. (laughs) Nowadays, yeah, he probably would say that. (laughs) 2021. All right, now we get Neil calling for the hotel room. Of course, he has no luck. And Dell tells him, well, when we got here, while you were busy calling your wife, I was calling for a room, so I got a room at the Braidwood Inn or something. Yeah. And he, and Dell and and is, <laughs> is definitely a freeloader because he's always looking for a free ride. He's like, I'll yeah. tell you what, you pay for the cab fare, and I'll make sure you get a room there. And, of course, they get there. <laughs> oh, and not to mention, it's like I know the owner because I did their shower I, rings. I sold them shower curtain rings. Yes, and he then, knows the so owner. So it's like counts, like you said, the freeloader, but discounts. It's the know who you know, right? And, and it's the cheap Shit. spots, which we really see in this case with the motel they end up at. Yeah, but first we get in this cab. It's like I forgot what it's called, oh, Doobie something yeah. or other. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's like decked oh, out man. with lights. It's sitting up like it's it's raised up in the air. Animal print and, stuff <laughs> on the inside. Oh, fabric. And then and of stuff. course the nudie pics everywhere. The nudie pics everywhere. <laughs> and then this cab driver, which I'm paying for the cab fare. This motherfucker's taking the scenic route instead yeah, of just hitting yeah. the interstate and no, getting there. To see our our city or something like that. Yeah. And then he's like, the it's the like, middle of the night. Right. He's like, hey, he's just proud of the city. Okay. Yeah, he's like, you don't see that often. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I have to give John, like John Candy, well, uh, or Dale, Dale credit on this because one of the things that's great about Dale throughout this movie, he, no matter what shit goes down, he finds whatever is the teeniest, tiniest bit of positivity in everything, he and he, yeah. he uses it as like, well, at least we got this. At least this is the bright spot. And and I'm like, you know what? Kudos to him because <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. And Chad, can tell, so, yeah. yes. and Chad can tell you that. And like, Chad is sort of like Neil in this regard where mm-hmm. the moment shit goes down, Chad's like, that's it. It's the end of the world. Fuck that's Fuck you people. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Chad, that's not going to solve anything. Things don't go my way. It's the end of the world. It's the way it is. <laughs> well, Chris, 
In this situation, if you start talking about, well, at least this man's proud of his city, I'm like, well, you're not paying for the fucking cab fare, are you? You have <laughs> Like, this fucking meter's running, and we're taking the goddamn scenic route. I ain't got time for this shit. That'd be me. So I'd be no, Neil no, in this situation. Yeah. No, 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 no. Although, for me, I would have been part of the cab. Or exactly. They should have split the damn cab there. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, then the cab pulls up, and of course, it has to drop down from his hydraulics. It's <laughs> just to let him out. And then the, the driver kind of looked funny, too, because he kind of looked like someone from the 50s. He kind of had that 50s hairstyle still, like, as if they were a rock guy, like, one yeah, of the greasers, one of the greasers guys yeah. or something. Yeah, but yeah, he I'm looked pretty a little sure. pervy too at the same time. <laughs> that was a little bad. He looked really pervy. I'm pretty sure that was Larry Hankin, wasn't it? So like Chad, you would you would know him. He was in a bunch of episodes of Home Improvement. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he was like, oh my god, he was. I know he was the guy when Tim wanted to play a trick on the boys that he can't. He had him come over asking them, saying that their dad owed money. Oh. I'm pretty sure that was him, Larry Hankin. Yeah, no, not Hankin, H A N K I N. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. I could be oh, wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, he always okay. plays like the, he played the crazy kooky guys and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but now we've we've arrived at the Braidwood Inn. <laughs> I had to laugh. Did you guys notice this sign when they go in? This there's a sign hanging in the back. Did you notice what the sign says? No, I don't think so. Oh, I can't remember now. <laughs> There's a sign up hanging in the back and it says, No bare feet in the lobby. I was like, Is this, this a problem they have? <laughs> of course, Josh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that sign. is a big problem in Wichita for all we know. I mean, maybe Wichita <laughs> people are happy going barefoot everywhere. Barefoot with dirt roads. You're, you might be right. <laughs> Take your word on that. So, of course, they both have to... Well, it's weird because he, he then says... He's gonna he's gonna let him pay for the room, <laughs> like yeah. really you're letting me pay for the room, thank you. But then he of course gives his discount card as well, so of course we have to have a credit card switch up here. Yeah. Steve Martin's got a Diners Club card, and he's got whatever this discount card is, which he says it'd be for a double. You're thinking two beds, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. and two rooms, and two yeah. You're thinking double two rooms at least, right? There's two separate beds in the room. No, he's like, well, you get the last room. And then, of course, they go in, and it's one bed. He's like, oh, and the other thing, too, is like the, the clerk, man, or whatever. He was sitting there saying, oh, it'll come, the cost will come out the same or something. Because, you know, he made it sound like <laughs> you're, you're paying for two deal. rooms yeah. and you're making it a better deal. But no, he's right. like, okay, now he's like, it's the last room at the end of the complex. And it's like, and then they look at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> so they yeah, just exactly. spent a lot of money on this last room. Yeah. And like, of course, they're both looking at it. Bed, and they're both looking at each other because they're like, who's going to grab the bed? Like, You can tell they're trying to size each other up a little bit. Yep. yep. Trying to figure out their gameplay. Like, who's... I was watching this again earlier with my son. We watched about half of it. And when he got to the scene, he's like, oh, I'd be calling dibs on that bed right now and jump on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's what Chad would have done right there. He'd be like, oh, I'd, he'd probably say something like, oh, I think I, I don't feel so well. I'm just going to sit right here and lay down. And then yep. that would be Chad's way of sleeping. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't be sleeping on that dirty ass. I don't know. There wouldn't be any. I'd rather sleep like somewhere else. That hotel. Oh, that hotel. That hotel. It was rough looking. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love this next part though because Dale looks at, at Neil and he's like you want to take a shower? And Neil's like what? No! And he's like not together! 
He's like, I mean, you want to go first. <laughs> it's so <sighs> weird because they have these moments where they try to be maybe a little macho with each other. Like, mm-hmm. who can be... Oh, we got one coming up here yeah. soon that's really, like, really funny. Throughout the movie, there's just those moments, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the big uh, guy that does, you know, advertising. And, oh, I'm the guy that does sales work and the shower division. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> trying to... Yeah, oh, no, macho up each other yeah. in some respect. Yeah. And I like how in this scene it's kind of the same way where they're still trying to hold that. Even though Dale, I think, is more wanting to be relaxed, mm-hmm. but he has to kind of play up a little bit with Neil's attitude. Neil right. Kind of, so it's just pretty. But I do like that part too. He's like, want to take a shower? And he's like, no. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that was funny. So, of course, yes, Neil goes and gets to the shower first. And, of course, what's the first thing you notice? He looks at those shower rings to see yeah. which one, what are these he's selling him. And he had a weird and, smile and, on his face <laughs> at first, didn't he? Because he, he looked at those rings, he's just kind of like, you know, like sitting there like, okay, maybe it's not so bad or something. Like, I was thinking it was more of, okay, maybe he's not a bullshit. Maybe he really does sell these shower yeah. rings. I think it was just kind of a smirk realizing that he's telling the Good truth, point. maybe. But yeah, so he's in there. He's got soap lathered up on his face, and all of a sudden the water cuts off on his ass. <laughs> the ow, 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 ow. And, and we can, and like you said, Chad, talk about cheap motel. Any place that has the vibrating beds where you put in a quarter, yeah. cheap motel. And that's what John Candy does. He's getting beer, he's got pizza, and he turns on this vibrating bed. And that sucker's going, and, too. Uh, he's, he's sitting and, on the bed vibrating. <laughs> And I don't know, like, did him turning on the vibrating bed, is that what somehow knocked the water off? Like, did we find but out I what, think that's what? what? I'm wondering if that's what it did. I think that's what it did, because that was I a pretty think so powerful too. vibrating bed that he was on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a wide yeah. shot. You could see him, like, you know, well, moving along And then there's that it. little moment a little bit later on where yeah. Neil Page just kind of also mentions the vibrating bed when <laughs> he starts getting frustrated. With yeah, yeah. yeah. But now the water does cut back on, and of course it's burning hot, so he's like trying to just splash his face to get the soap out of his eyes. He gets done, he looks out, all the towels are soaking wet, they're on the floor, all that's left is this tiny little washcloth. Tiny little so, washcloth. But I like oh how he, yeah, he picks up that, and that thing is like, like a, little, a little teeny loincloth thing or something. It's bad. And he's just like, he starts patting his, his face <laughs> and his arms. No, my favorite part is when he he takes it like a big towel and tries to do his back with this yeah. tiny little washcloth. <laughs> and I told Chad, I was like, I have to say, if that was me in that situation, I would have done the same thing. If that's the only dry, or just stand there and dry for an hour. Yeah. And then we get to see Dale's like unpacking his trunk or suitcase or whatever. He's got a picture of a woman who I assumed was his wife. He's putting on the nightstand. He's making himself real at home in this motel. Yeah. While he's just sitting there smoking in the bed, which I'm like, oh, only in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the 90s. Definitely not now. <laughs> Definitely not now. Well, they used to have, like, smoking rooms and non That's true. They used to do yeah, that. Or some places, I think, still have something like that similar. Mm. I was kidding. Not very often. Rooms that were smoking rooms, if that's all they had, because you could just smell the cigarette mm-hmm. smell. Yeah. All right, now we get the... <laughs> now we get them in the bed trying to get comfortable. And of course, we don't realize it yet, but we find out that <laughs> Dale spilt all the beer because he had the open beer cans <laughs> on the vibrating bed. I'm sorry. If I'm Neil, I'm going, you're sleeping on this side. You spent yeah, the yeah. damn beer. Yeah. I'm not laying in this beer mess because you want to damn have vibrating damn a vibrating bed going with open beer cans. And you know, the, sad, the bad thing is it's a, it's a double, right? It's, it's a, a tiny, yeah, tiny bed. Like, like, it it looks so little yeah. compared to both of them. Yeah, like it's it's probably a full size bed. It's not full even a queen. Yeah, 
yeah, it's a full size bed, just barely, in, especially when you got two, especially when no offense, you got a guy the size of John Candy. He's a big yeah, guy. He's a big guy. He's tall. Yeah. He's a big and tall guy. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to be in. If I, I, I don't want to be in a bed, a full size bed. I have to be by myself. I don't want to share a full size bed with anyone. Yeah. I sleep in a queen size bed. I can't imagine going back to a double or a full, a full size. Yeah. Exactly. Me too. I'm same. Same. No man. So yeah. So so Neil's still trying to get to sleep. John Candy can't sleep. So what? Okay. He's got beer all on this bed. He pulls out a paperback book. And he pulls out a lighter so that he can fucking read the paperback book. I'm like, you have alcohol, paper, and a lighter. This is not a good combination. And this is right after. This is, this this is right after out. he said, to, okay, well, let's go to sleep. Ah, like, oh, you're right. We should get our rest. And then what does he do? He's like, nope, I'm not ready to. So then he just pulls the paper out and the, <laughs> the lighter. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, then we cut to Neil's wife, who's, she can't sleep because her husband was supposed to be home that night. He, he's he's stuck in Wichita, so she's upset. It's getting close to Thanksgiving, so she's probably getting stressed because she knows a lot of cooking is coming soon among, like you said, in-laws and everything else. Yeah. Then we cut back, and now Dale, Dale's popping his fingers noisily. He's, like, snapping his neck. Like, oh my, my son was like, oh, my God, son, you broke his neck. <laughs> oh, he just kept going. It wasn't, yeah. just, it was it like wasn't just the knuckles. It had to no. be. He had to keep like he had to do like the regular stretch, mm-hmm. but then he had to also go by the fingers almost too. It was like, <laughs> yep. damn, dude! And, and, and every then, time they're cracking, <laughs> yeah, loud crack, loud too, yeah. And then he has to do the neck crack thing. Like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> and then he's got sinus issues, so it's. <laughs> I mean, just a lot of loud. Like John Candy is really hilarious in this scene. Yeah, he really plays it up. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, oh, Neil's man. trying to deal with it. He finally can't take it anymore. He gets out of bed. He turns on the lights. He's mad. He's starting to get dressed. I'm gonna go sleep in the lobby, you know. And then they get in this argument. And he and Neil lays into Dell right here. Oh, you can tell it hurts Dell's feelings. This is where definitely you see again with John Candy with his performance. This is where you see that really good vulnerability that he brings to the Dell character in particular that I really like because. You know, with John Candy, like, with a lot of his movies, we're used to him being, I would say, probably not just really funny, but, well, maybe, like, kind of sturdy with his emotions in some of the movies, you know, he's, but this one is, like, this moment where he actually kind of, you actually see him tear up a little bit, like, you kind of see the waterworks sort of getting in his eyes, and you feel for Dale, you really feel for Dale in this mm-hmm. moment, because you're like, eh, dude, you could be frustrated with him, but yeah. you don't really go that far. Yeah, because he ends up getting to the point where he's like, and here's an idea if you are going to tell all these stories. Make sure they have a point. Your stories go nowhere. And Dale, like you say, he's tearing up and he's like, you know, I may talk too much, but I also listen too much. Yeah. But I'm not going to say the things you would say right now. And he goes back and lays and down in the bed. He does that thing too. He's like, I like myself. My wife likes me. Likes me. My customers yeah, like my me. Customers yes, like you're right. Stuff. And you know, it's kind of funny because I told Chad, I was like, there's a Family Guy episode or Peter Griffin does those lines. And, you know what? When I was looking through, I didn't write it down, but I, I read that they parried this scene in one of the Family yes. Guy episodes, so you're, yeah. you've seen it. Okay. Yep, it, it they, starts with, like, <clears throat> he, again, he starts with those lines like, I like me. I like myself. My wife likes me. My wife likes me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is now that you say it like that, it actually reminds me of uh, Stuart Smalley from <laughs> SNL. <laughs> Gosh darn it. People like gosh me. darn it, people like me. I'm good enough, I'm, I'm smart, smart enough, and gosh darn it, people, people like, like me. 
I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Daily Affirmation with Stuart Smalley. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I didn't think about that, but, you know, it's funny, you say that, they parried it in Family Guy, and that's Peter Griffin, this is Dale Griffin. Yeah, so Chris brought up a good point. He, Chris was like, I if they modeled Peter Griffin after John Candy, because they kind of have a similar uh, voice. It's a similar voice, similar and then I think kind of also the, the similarity of too much with mm-hmm. stories and you know, talking a little too much and being frustrating and a little annoying, of course. And Peter kind of has all that. Too, so <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Adele. Adele. Hello. She's like a little cocky <coughs> hand in Montana or something. Like a sad song. <laughs> and at this point, she's sitting there doing a sad song. Like, I like me. I like myself. <laughs> My fans no like me. You don't like that chat? <laughs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am, I do not. So, of course, after Dell says all that, he goes back and gets in the bed. Steve Martin looks, you can tell he feels kind of bad, so he starts putting his stuff back. He goes lays in the bed. And now, they have no problem sleeping, because they are out. Yeah. Because yeah. Th- this next scene, this someone comes in the room. <laughs> well, you're probably thinking of the next morning. I'm talking yes, about... I'm yeah, well... To, I'm about to bust like we're getting close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The while they're sleeping. yeah, but while they're sleeping, someone comes in, and there was actually, in the extended version, we see that, you know, Dell has the pizza and beer. We see him order the pizza and beer, and the delivery guy brings it. He takes the money from Neil's wallet, so more freeloading out of Dell in this scene. He only tips the delivery boy a dollar. So the delivery boy goes downstairs and waits around till it's late at night. And this this is who this guy's supposed to be coming back okay, to rob them right here. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, in this scene, it's just random because you just see yeah. someone coming yeah. in. So, But you know what? It also plays into the aspect of how cheap this motel is and the seedy people that go into it. Right. So, you know, that's how at least it gets interpreted in this version. But that's pretty cool to know from... Yeah. a deleted scene because I was like oh yeah. now I see yeah that would have been funny too actually. yeah because that shows who it is this yeah. yeah and like you said I think that's kind of what they're going for just to show you how seedy this motel is by cutting that out it's just some random person you don't know and you're just like you're never safe here don't buy don't ever actually go to sleep <laughs> fully asleep because they are fully asleep and they still which we find out is a lot of money <laughs> this guy yeah. comes away with a lot of money on this night but then, yes, we get to the next morning, and Dale is right spooning up against Neil here. Oh my goodness! <laughs> this, this he is starts great, Josh, because Chad has not really seen this movie very much. Like he doesn't remember much of it, but he's seeing this moment like really kind of for the first time and taking it in. Right? I, I so, was, I was too. <laughs> so the moment he, that scene pops up, and they're just like in that big spooning. Chad was just like, Chad, Chad did you care to elaborate? <laughs> Action! He was just like, uh-uh. <laughs> where, where is this going? Oh my god! But then Dale must be envisioning he's laying with his wife because he starts nibbling on Neil's ear. <laughs> That's what Chad like. No, oh, this crossed the line. And and Neil wakes up. He's like, "Why are you kissing my ear?" <laughs> yeah. And then, and Dale's like, "Well, why are you holding my hands?" 
And he, where's your other hand? Where's your other hand? He's like, in between the pillows. Those aren't pillows! <laughs> Pillows. Those aren't pillows. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game. Hell of a game. Bears got a great team this year. They're going to go all the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> and then, of course, they uh. pop out of the bed, and then suddenly it's like, oh, turn on the macho thing. It's like, oh, how about them how about bears? Them bears? How about them bears? <laughs> All right. So, are, are, are the pillows his butt cheeks? Yes. yes. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm taking yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. Where's your <laughs> other hand? Pillows. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> that's a great scene. You're right. That is easy. Like yeah, how, like, <laughs> it shows like how comfortable they are before they wake up. They yeah. both have smiles on their faces. Yeah. They're holding hands and spooning. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he gets those kisses on his ear. But like Neil doesn't wake up at first. He just kind of <laughs> likes the kisses for a moment before he finally wakes up. He's like, wait, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't get home to my wife last yeah, night. Exactly. What's going on here? <laughs> Why are you kissing my ear? <laughs> Oh, why are you holding my hand? I'd be first of all, my counter reaction to that would be like, well, holding your hand is not as bad as kissing my ear, damn it. Yeah, not even You're going too far. Well, that part, yeah, that's. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, oh man, those if, aren't if, pillows. If, if, if any, uh, if anybody out there has a crazy story about sleeping with their friends and waking up in an odd position, please share because. Oh yeah, we those definitely want to hear those. Yeah, we definitely want to hear those. Are fun I, you know, to, all to the sleepovers we ever had, it was never. Although there may have been spooning moments. There was, there was a moment when I went camping with some friends and I woke up the next morning. And there was like four of us, right? Woke up the next morning. And like, I was like on top of my friend. And he was on top of another <laughs> another friend. And yet there, I mean, this is when we were camping. So it was cold yeah. outside. A small so tent too, a right? small yeah. ass tent. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, that was, you guys had a train of spooning going on, <laughs> basically. And then you also got to explain. But no smoochy smoochy, no hands in between the butt. Like, <laughs> none of but, that. But you got to explain too. Like, Although we did shower together. That so night. <laughs> that night you are saying like you guys were in the tent. And the lights that circled around the tent. Is oh, that's a ghost story though. Yeah. So they get freaked out from that, right? But then maybe that's the reason why subconsciously when you guys finally fell asleep. It was oh, like we protecting, each, we other. protecting yeah. each other. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> it reminds it reminds me of that scene in Without a Paddle where they start playing the My mind is telling me oh, no yeah. but my body <laughs> My body is saying yes You keep warm Oh yeah. <sighs> Alright, so they're up there yeah, like you said, they do the whole how about them bears? How about them bears? The bears looking good, they're gonna go all the way. Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> and then we got the deal and he's He's about to brush his teeth, but apparently he hasn't oh, looked at... I don't know if he's just doing this with his eyes closed. I don't know how you hadn't seen the water at this point. Well, how I'm thinking is, like, maybe he hadn't got used to the lights. Yeah, you know, maybe. maybe. This wasn't really... 
thinking that much. He's just like, oh my god, what did I do? What did I do? And he's like, I just gotta turn on the water. Right. And then next thing you know, and Josh, if you want to go ahead and spoil it from here or not, but <laughs> this is actually the way they cap off this is too. Yeah, like he puts the water in his face because he, he can tell the water tastes nasty, I guess is what it is, or it feels gross. Yeah. And he looks down and you see black socks and dirty ass <laughs> water. And then he's trying to dry his face off and oh, he doesn't pay like, attention. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> So he's patting his face, and it turns out it's Dale's underwear. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's then tidy you hear Dale from yeah, tidy, yeah. Tidy, tidy, and they're big. You're right, they're tidy whiteys. Although bigger, they are. They are big. You finally you hear Dale from the other room, and then finally you hear Dale from the other room. Hey, take my socks out of the sink if you're gonna brush your teeth. <laughs> I'm like now, you tell me, or, or Chris, as you say, now a warning. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, John. You got me. Oh, jeez, yeah, that was. Whew. That was bad, yeah. I just like, because that was a great thing to do in order to cap off that scene. That Okay. That. And then we get a quick cut. Neil's once again calling his wife, and she's surprised that he slept in the room with a stranger. But, hell, we know he didn't have a choice. Yeah. Otherwise, as much as I wouldn't want to be in a, a beer-soaked bed, I don't think I'd want to be on that nasty floor either, so. Oh, and especially at the <laughs> airport with all those and they were sleeping on the floor. Like, he saw that one person yeah, like head leaned up against a trash can yeah. or something. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to lean against a trash can to sleep. I, I don't know. I'd probably take my chance too on a on a bed on a boat. Well, especially when someone says, "Oh, I got a I got a room," but you wouldn't think Brady, all that the, shit. Braid, yeah, that Braidwood Motel or whatever. Yeah, you know? so right. That, that's pretty bad. Right. So now we get Neil and Dale. They're having breakfast, and Dale tells him if they have to wait on a flight, they'll never make it home by Thanksgiving. But he has a connection where he can get him on a train. So now we got to get to our train. And then, oh, and this is where, before he, said, before he go any further, yeah, he pulls out. He's like, paying for breakfast. He's like, I paid for everything else. No reason to break precedent here. Oh, but I like this too because is this also the same one too where he's like, he's like, you stole my money. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, I'm not, he's like, I am not a thief. You can count my money. I have. What was what it? $431? No, $263. $263. $263. $263. Like, $263. Like, call me a thief. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. That was just so good. Yeah, because like you said, he pulls out, go to pay. His wallet's empty. He, apparently, he was carrying over $700. I'm like, yeah. This is cash, why. Yeah. yeah, that's why I, I try not to. I, try, I carry very little, if but any, you know, cash on me. This is in the, the 80s. 80s. Exactly. Yes. I'll just say, different world, I suppose. And they had those different card readers. The card reader things. <laughs> The slider. <laughs> the slider. Right. Uh, I mean, we used to actually have to process. do that for our first jobs back in the day. Worked at a theme park. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll say, I didn't have to do that in my first job. We could take we could take cards, but okay, I know what you're talking about now. Because me, Josh, and Chad, we used to work at a theme park. And <laughs> we'd sit there and be like, oh, is that going to be cash or card? And people would give us the card. We had to pull out the old car slider. Put in that paper down. Put on the paper down. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to sign it. Yellow receipt. That would be just. Oh, I hated that. That's pretty pathetic because that was 2005. <laughs> nope. I didn't realize. <laughs> I don't. That. Yes. That's not like it was that old. No, although it's getting close. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's missing seven hundred dollars, and then of course he does the whole. I got. If I have a dollar more than two hundred sixty-three, you can call me a thing. <laughs> and of course his is empty, and then Dale finally realizes. I think we were robbed. Yeah. <laughs> robbed. Oh, now they're sitting outside. They got... Oh, and the, you know what's interesting, by the way? I gotta bring up real quick. 
and the diner scene there, the waitress they had, mm-hmm. that's the same woman who Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, who played the arch nemesis to Elvira. She played Patty. Okay. I've never seen Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, okay. There we go. January <laughs> movie. We have to put that on our list. Of, uh, I mean, I know it's, <laughs> it feels like a horror, you know, Halloween. It could be for Halloween. No, we gotta get that. <laughs> Alright, so they're sitting outside. Dale has gotten Gus, the owner of the Braidwood Inn. His son's gonna come pick him up and take him to the train station or whatever. And they're t- this is where they actually discuss credit cards. Talking about, you got any plastic? And he says what... <laughs> Dale, as usual, he's like, Oh, I have a card. I forgot what he says, but he's like, it's a seven chain franchise up in the Pacific Northwest or something. <laughs> very <Yes>. specific. <laughs> it's a very specific one. And Neil's listing the cards he has, and the card he doesn't list is that Diners Club card he paid for that hotel with. So I don't know if that was just a flub or what, but he doesn't yeah. mention that. But anyways, then the, all of a sudden, this, remember, it's cold outside. We're in Wichita, Kansas, right before Thanksgiving. It's cold. And all of a sudden, this pickup truck rolls up. He's like, oh. That's not him, is it? And he's like, Lord, I, Lord, I hope not. <laughs> but of course, that is. This is his son. This is Gus's son, Owen. In the film debut by Dylan Baker. Who Dylan Baker, he's one of those guys you've seen a lot. The only thing I can like visually say I know him from is Trick or Treat, even though I've seen him in tons of stuff. He played the principal in Trick or Treat. Oh, that you remember was, that? Oh, okay. yeah. So, okay, we're kind of different. And oh, yeah, I mean, you got to think this was twenty years before yeah, Trick or Treat. Yeah. This was his film debut wow. here, and oh, plus I he's love very how he shows up in it because he's kind of like got that weird face thing going on, and he's also <laughs> doing that snorting. Which that's and that that was all Dylan Baker Adler, all the facial really? tics, all the snorting noises. Oh my god! The the yeah. only thing that uh, that oh spitting oh yeah yeah well and that's what I was gonna say. John Hughes is the one who told him he's like, hey, right before this take, spit in your hand and then shake Steve oh, Martin's hand. Yeah. So when uh, Steve Martin shakes his hand, the disgust is real because he John Hughes had told him to do that, and that's the scene that's the film that they used. That's the shot they took they so used in the film. Oh, okay, so that was something that Steve Martin didn't see coming. No, he, he didn't, didn't know. He did that know was that real one. disgust. Oh, he didn't know he was going to spit in his hand. Because I told Chad, I was like, oh no, what? He just spit in his hand. Oh no, he's going to shake his hand. Yeah. I crossed <laughs> Me the line. Chad was just like, no. You know, and it, it's kind of funny because I remember where I work, we have on gloves, and they get pretty nasty, right? And this guy was coming down. He was like going to be the new. Our company's owned by J- Japanese, and they have a Japanese person come in about every four years, they switch them out. But he's coming in introducing himself, and I remember this guy I was working with. Like when I see these people, I'll be like, "Give him an elbow," because I know my hands are dirty. <laughs> he comes down to this one guy. I'm not gonna say who he is or anything, but that guy, he goes to shake his hand. He takes both his hands <laughs> and shakes his <laughs> hand. <laughs> he knew what he was doing, knowing wow. his gloves were nasty. So, and you can see the Jap- when the Japanese guy got done, he went and just shakes his. <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> oh, that was that was an awkward as fuck to watch, yeah. man. Yeah, because we're, yeah, we're working with a lot of oil and cool it. Our gloves are nasty. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't want to... You give someone an elbow when yeah. you're dealing with that. You, you don't do that, but... You had the sense to do that because you're like, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Well, Josh said the guy knew what he was doing. Yeah, he did it on purpose. He did that he intentionally. He knew. Yeah, I guess so. That yeah. That. <laughs> but anyway, after he after Owen shakes his hand, he tells him, you know, the train doesn't run out of Wichita. Runs out of Dougville or somewhere. Something, I forgot where yeah. he said. Oh, what was really funny, though, was, uh, <laughs> are we at the part where he, like, 
they're trying to load up the truck. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, they yeah. they start they start they're they're, they're starting to load their, this big ass trunk because everywhere we see it, this trunk must be heavy as shit because it always yeah. seems that if Dale's got it by himself, and he's, he's dragging the shit. To pull yeah. it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they start loading it, and Owen stops. He's like, "Oh, you guys don't worry about that. Let her get in." This woman sitting in the front with a <laughs> <the> baby. <laughs> He's like, you let her get out and load. I was like, God, oh, but what I like an asshole. To her, like the way <laughs> like, he was. Stop sitting there being lazy. Woman, get out of here. And put those things in the back seat. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's fine. Like, no, no, she's got it. She's strong. She's strong. Is she? Strong it's she like look. she may look, she may look small, but she's strong. <laughs> and I like how she just pulled out. And she's like, all of a sudden, she kind of acts like she's all yeah. tough and stuff too. Well, see, and he even says, "Hell, her first baby came out sideways. <laughs> she didn't even have any pain." <laughs> it's like. I like how they said they're like, okay. <laughs> but she ends up not having to do it. They end up loading it. But, of course, they have to take this ride in the cold in the back of this pickup truck. Yeah, bed of the truck. Oh. So they get back in the truck. You can tell that they're cold. And then you see <laughs> Neil. I, I guess Neil had these gloves. He drops these gloves. He goes to reach them up. And there's, like, this dog that was hiding under the hay that they never <laughs> saw in the truck. <laughs> Which I'm kind of surprised because I'm like... You guys no, are lucky you didn't squish the dog with the trunk or something. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's like, and then of course they're taking. He's like, oh, it could be forty miles, forty-five miles. You know, Dale somewhat knows. And then Neil asks, "How cold do you think it is?" Oh, it's one degree. I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah. that! It's one degree, and you're in the back of a pickup truck where all that wind's hitting you in the face." And then they pull up to the yeah, and their station. and their faces are their frozen, faces are <laughs> including the dog. <laughs> yeah, the dogs is in a snarl. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so now they're getting their train tickets, and of course Neil says they couldn't get one together. Now, do you think they really couldn't get it together? He he intentionally oh, didn't oh, get them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt that too. And of course Dale's sad. He's like, "Well, maybe I'll see you later." He's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." You know, he oh, yeah. he does. Like, he he's hoping the, to never the, see him. The drink in the cart too, or something. He's like, oh, I, 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 I want to catch up on some sleep. I'm sleep. Yep, yep. You're right. And then Neil, he, Dale's asking for his address. Can I get your address? I'll pay you back. And he's like, "No, we're good. We're good. We're even now." I'm like, "Good lord, Dale, you gonna just stop by on this man once you get his address?" Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, that seems like the pan plan, right? But we get Neil. He's talking to this little girl on the. The train, and I was like, "Are you gonna start doing the same thing Dale did to you? You're gonna be annoying." <laughs> that's what I, that's where I thought that was going because he just starts talking to her. But I think he's just finally happy to have someone that's not Dale on the on there. But then we cut. It, he he's falling. So everybody on that, at least on that side, sleeping. And then you see the pillow of black smoke, and I'm like, "Oh shit, the train's gonna break!" Right. Oh, of course. And of course, there's a moment <laughs> where he's smiling, like he feels relieved, and everything. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I got some decent accommodations. What about to make it?" Make it home. Yeah. And, no. and, and here's the thing. This is what I always say to people, too. And Chad will tell you that sometimes I'm like, you keep thinking negatively, you're going to attract negative energy. And this is the shit exactly that happens, Neil. It- <laughs> so every time he thinks he's got his way after he's been an asshole to somebody, like, especially to Dale in that last moment where he's, you know, intentionally. Yeah. He's like, I don't want right. to hang out with you. Karma comes and bites me. I guess you're right. Dale would have annoyed me at this point, too, so I can't lie. <laughs> well, yeah, I same. mean, that kind of would have been the same way. But at least he was kind of nice about it, though. He was like, okay, here's your ticket, go the phone. Yeah, yeah. He tried to be... He tries to be nice when he, tries he can. He to be nice I mean, about it, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know what? Then it makes a lot of sense why he acts the way he can find mm-hmm. out some later details. Yeah. Which we can get into later, but... 
So everybody's <laughs> everybody's piling off this train. They're just all walking through the field like the fucking Walking oh, Dead or yeah. some shit. <laughs> and he's dragging that trunk. <clears throat> he, that yeah, he's dragging that trunk. The de- Neil's asking someone. He's like, "You walk a mile and a half to Jefferson City, you can catch a bus or whatever it is." But Neil Neil ends up seeing Dale, and he sees him struggling. He walks over and does the nice thing and picks up the other side and starts helping him through. And now they they get there and they get on the bus ride. <laughs> Oh man, this is great too. Yeah, this yeah. Is the scene. And there's this couple making out right next to him in the seat. And Dale's like, hey, hey look at that, look at that. Yeah. And then they're like, bent over the seat. Yeah, like she <laughs> leans his head in his Her lap. Head like all the way over next to him. And then that one guy's like, take a picture of last longer. That's where you sit and go, man, that's great. Yeah, it is. it made me wonder. It's like, like is that where that first came from? Where I wonder where the first time someone said that line was. Because yeah, I definitely grew up in the '90s saying that. Yeah. yeah, and they're making out intensely and stuff. But then, and then of course, and then Dale's laughing at him, going, "Oh, you got busted! Yeah. Like, You're the motherfucker that showed me this." Well, but then and then he, on the other hand, it's not like he could have avoided it, considering yeah. that they were almost over on his lap. Yeah. Yeah, they leaned over onto him. That was not on him. I yeah. mean, yeah, that was bullshit. But I mean, I would have looked over too. Like, well, <clears throat> get a room. Yeah, yeah really. Like, Can I join? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, get out the way. I just want your man. Exactly. And right then, when he says take a picture of the last show, I'm like, let me find my phone real quick. Let's see. Okay. Snap, snap. Yeah, it's like not Nate. Yeah, you pull the word camera. And this right here, Dale says this might not be the best time to tell you that my tickets are only good until St. Louis, so they're still. But he's like, that's only like a stone's throw away from Chicago or something like that. And then you hear something. Neil looks back over, and the couple's smoking. Like, did they just have sex? Like that's. I mean, yeah, obviously that's it what it's insinuating. Yeah, it was yeah. super quick. Though, I'm sitting there going, man, they must have. I don't know that he must have had a certain trick, and she <laughs> had a certain trick, and it just yeah. you know finished things very quickly. And they're smoking on a bus on top of that, which again was probably okay. It was back a norm then. Back then. Right, 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 exactly. And then we got they're just finishing up a song, and Dale's like, "Anybody else got a song?" And Neil pipes uh, yeah. up, "Yeah, I got a song." And he starts singing, "I got three coins and a fountain." It's some boring ass song. That no- <laughs> <laughs> and and like, the whole like, bus turns and looks at him like, "What is he singing? I don't know what he's singing." I love when Dale um, just kind of erupts. He's like, "Meet the Flintstones." The Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and the whole bus starts, starts singing along. So there you go. And of course, at the end, he finishes with "Yabba Dabba Doo" or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and and as he's saying "Yabba Dabba Doo," it shows up. They're going across the bridge, and it says "St. Louis." That's oh, them arriving wait, in St. Louis. Does also <laughs> finish up with saying "Wilma." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh, so now they've arrived in St. Louis, I guess at another bus station or somewhere, but we get a we get a scene of Dell the salesman. He's selling these shower curtain oh, rings. This is great too. Yeah. And we realize that yes, he is a true salesman because he's selling he these what he's doing here. He's like, these here are filled with helium, so they're light. He's like, This is your Daryl Strawberry autograph shower curtain ring. This is Diane Sawyer autograph. <laughs> this is Czechoslovakian ivory. This is a Walter Cronkite moon ring. This was handcrafted for the Grand Wizard of China. <laughs> he has all yeah, these techniques. Yes. I love the last with the girls. Yes, the teenage <laughs> girls. Yeah, the teenage girls. It's like, oh yeah, you definitely could pass for eighteen or nineteen with those <laughs> on. You see that image of the three of them together, and they got the, the shower big showers on their earrings, earrings, yeah. <laughs> earrings and they're just looking at them like, what? 
He's like, when oh, he's, yeah. That definitely makes you look, look older. Yeah. It makes you look... You can definitely pass for 18. You can definitely pass for 18 or 19. <laughs> and they're just like, here's your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And then we cut... Neil's once again trying to call, but his kids are having their Thanksgiving play. It's Wednesday. It's the day before Thanksgiving. They're having a play. So, and the, and the girl's up there saying, I'm thankful my dad will be home for Thanksgiving. And we're watching going, is he going to be home for Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's not looking good. It's not looking good right now. And just see you guys, Josh's face is great in that moment. He's sitting there. <laughs> his eyes perched up. He's like, but is he really? <laughs> oh, so now they're back at the diner. They're having a meal based off all the so they're in the diner. They now have money from selling the rings. And apparently he did a good job because they sold about a, as he said, I'm sitting on a hundred beans from that, that idea I had. And then this is where Neil says, you know, I think the two of us together just isn't working now. You he think he's going to say. He does it again. He does, and, what do you, and what do you think is going to happen? I'm telling you. What do you think is going to happen? A pattern has been established here, sir. Yes. And you can tell this upset. Like, at first, Dell thinks he's going to say that their ideas together make them work good as a team, and that is not where Neil goes with it. He pays for the meal. <laughs> he puts some extra money on the table, and Neil's saying, no, no, don't do that. And he's like, oh, go buy your kids a chocolate turkey. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting all serious. Oh, I thought like, that no, was no, funny. No, keep the money. I don't want the damn money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm just leaving it there. Well, just leave it there then. <laughs> yeah. And he gets up to leave, and Neil is the one who says, yeah, I'll see you sometime. He's like, yeah, I doubt it. Or so, He says something like that. <laughs> you can tell Dell at this point, pissed. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's being treated like a piece of shit, and he's buying this man his food right here. So, I get it. So, now we get Neil. He's getting off one of those, like, shuttle buses that take you to your rental car. He's walking. He's looking for his spot. Oh, this is great. He gets there, and, and the damn car is missing. I'm like, how the hell do you... <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's the one spot it's with spot. no only car. Yeah, it's the only spot. But every... All the cars are right there, but it's only... Except... And I told you, what happened, you guys, with this pattern? Karma bites him on the ass again. So, of course, he tries to chase the bus down. I love... I love. There's a bunch of scenes of Steve Martin running, chasing, and he does this because he's carrying his suitcases. <laughs> it's run. running. His running style is hilarious. It's like shaking those suitcases up and down and Oh, and then, you know, he can't catch the bus, so he's, like, slamming the suitcases. He's, thro- he's throwing a little tantrum, but at that point, I'd, pr- I'd probably be doing the same thing. Exactly. He's got to walk, like, what looks like a million miles just to get just back, to, get back to, to the airport. airport so. Yeah. So, he's going back to the airport. But, you know, slides down. I will say this. Was there not, like, a bus stop nearby where he can wait to be picked up? Because I would imagine there had to be stops along the way for buses to keep coming back and forth. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I know a you lot of think. airports do have, like, their sort of internal Yeah, at this point, system. I think he's so frustrated, he needs to walk it out. Mm-hmm. And he, If he sits there and waits, he's just gonna stew and get angrier and angrier, and he can't do that. Because then he feels like he's, at least if you're walking, you feel like you're in control, even if it's all going fucked up. True. You have to stand there Which and wait, you're relying on wet. Because <laughs> <laughs> he always thought he had it under that that's true and, but yes <laughs> and i get it, he had some bad luck but at the same time he just he also wasn't giving a shit for anybody else around him very much he's just like nope it's me 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 so yes he's going back to the airport he, he slides down the snow bank almost into damn traffic oh the car hits a suitcase oh it wasn't, a, <laughs> it wasn't no car that was a Big old like tractor trailer that went by his hand. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that was yeah. scary yeah. as hell. Yeah, he, that's true. Was like, 
If he did not move his hand, I mean, that he was so close. <laughs> he so was close. close. It was scary. Oh, that was a bigger stunt. It was. Yeah. Oh, and then and I feel went, bad for him because then when he does get to the air, he walks through those doors, you see that not only is he muddy and wet, but can you imagine how cold yeah, oh. his feet must have been to have to walk? Wet socks and wet shoes. Yeah. F that. And of course, <laughs> and like his, his ties up around his head and everything. <laughs> cover his ears. <laughs> but you're right too, Josh. Like, at this point, he's so mad. He is furious. And so... Yeah. This is so. This is one of my favorite scenes as well because I love how he approaches this line. But the thing is, like, you got this woman behind the desk, and it's uh, an actor, well-known actress too. She kind of does small roles throughout. Edie Edie McClurg, which, by the way, one of her very first movies was Carrie. She was one of the students that picked on Carrie. Oh wow. Okay. But uh, and of course, she was also in Elvira and the Dark. She played the main. One of the main art advisors. Okay. She was also in Ferris Bueller as uh, the yes. principal secretary. Yes. So. And she and also that. knew her from the Golden Girl. She played <laughs> Nurse DeFarge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she always had that high-pitched voice, too. Just great. But she's a really well-known kind of comedian actress as well. And I love how she's just on the phone. She's, like, maybe talking with a sister or something about yep. Thanksgiving plans. Is it everyone? Oh, you, just, you can make stuff in. You know, I'm just kind of making up things. She's like, I'll yeah. just bring all your... No, I tell you, you can do the cranberry. And yeah. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Yeah. Because they got that line of people waiting as well for her to hang up. Yeah. But she's just like, finally, when she does hang up, I love when he approaches it. And you can tell, again, he's furious. And then this is where he goes off. And Josh, do you probably you have the lines written down? Like no, because I'm I've got the clip ready to go. I'm gonna put okay. in the clip because I'm gonna tell you oh, I, I, I was watching this and I didn't re- I didn't look at the rating and I'm like oh this is probably a PG-13 rating especially in the 80s it's got some and then he's like yeah I have a fucking problem I was like okay there's your one f bomb and then he goes on a tirade. Jean Marie, you're a stitch. <laughs> No, Mom's going to do the turkey. Yeah, Dad wants ambrosia, so I guess we got to get those miniature marshmallows. And I'll do the crescent rolls, and you do the cranberry. You know I can't cook. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow, then. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Oh, bye-bye. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. 
How many times do you think he said the word fucking this time? Oh, it was like every <laughs> word, almost every other every word, word for him. The whole thing. I don't know. All right. Chris, throw me a number. I'm going to say 36. Uh, oh, I don't know. I want to say, I'll say uh, at least maybe 10, 15 to 20 times, maybe something like that. Yeah, it's 18 times in the scene. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I love where she's like, she's like, what well, do you have your riddle papers? And he's like, right. No. I threw them out. He's out, threw them out. And she's like, <laughs> He's like, why? Well, you're fucked. And, and you know what? I was like, well, good on her in a way because, like, yeah. at least she was nice to him at first when he approached. Right. But he had to be the asshole to her. And it's not her fault. She's just, she yeah. wasn't the one that sat there and go, well, you get the one with no car. So, yeah. again, it's that pattern thing where it comes and bites him <laughs> on the ass. And I, and I saw a thing where she says that people will still stop her in the street just to tell them that they're fucked. She, <laughs> they just want her to tell them, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> well, you know, if it was like... Because I think she's no longer acting because I think she's actually dealing with, uh, I'm going to say maybe dementia or something like that. But if she was around, you know, maybe doing convention appearance, which I think she did some prior to retiring and stuff, I can imagine people wanting to record it and be like, just tell me I'm fucked. Yeah, that would be what you want, yeah. Especially and if you got a sign, you wanted to say, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> and I love how she had this cheery disposition thing, and then she gets this real serious uh, face with him, and she's, just, and she's like glad at this point to be like, oh, you totally walked oh, into this. Yeah. I get to tell you now, <laughs> which if anybody works in customer service, like I do, stuff like that too, you get these little happy moments where it's like, ah. I get to tell you <laughs> no. After you've been an ass. Uh, so Neil's now going back to get another taxi. He's trying. He's still trying to get to Chicago. Obviously, he's getting angry with the taxi. He's angry at everyone at this point. He's. It's yes. been a rough. It's been a rough day and a half, or whatever it's been at this point. And the taxi driver's like, "Fuck you! I'm not taking this shit." And he knocks the shit out of him. Right? <laughs> he got punched hard in the face, man. Oh, he did get punched hard, and then all of a sudden, here comes a car. Like Neil's back in the road, and here comes a car <laughs> screeching in. And and you talk about close. This tire gets close to his yes. head. And I love it too because then there's Neil coming out going, "Are you crazy? Almost smashed your head." <laughs> <laughs> it's Dale, which he's like, "Oh man, it's you looking up at him." <laughs> and, and then the taxi driver to help him get in the car, he grabs him by the ball. So there, there's your. Oh, uh, this is great too because huh? I love where he's sitting. There. He looks at that, like, the taxi driver's like, hey, you guys want to move or what? And he's like, and Dale looks at him and goes, Show what are compassion. you, insensitive? Show some <laughs> compassion for this man. He's like, now help me get him into the car. And then that's yeah, you're right. And he's sure. My pleasure. Grabs him by the balls. You're grabs him by the balls. And then this is one of Chad's favorite parts. Because <laughs> it shows them now him and Dale in the car. Oh, uh, when Neil and starts he, talking. He, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the funny voice. But... Oh. <laughs> I can't do the funny voice either, but it sounded like he had, like, helium in his it's Right. It was like, ah, oh, you think that's funny. Ah. You know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Right, exactly, <laughs> yep. The whole oh, time. And the whole scene. It's his voice is like that in the whole scene. <laughs> and that little, it's, yeah, in that little scene right there. But then we cut back, and now Neil's driving. <laughs> John Candy. Okay, so the tirade scene. And this scene right here, these are the two scenes that Steve Martin said when he read the script, knew he wanted to do this movie. Nice. Because the the, nice. the car, the, the damn relaxing the car seat. I mean, he's going up and down and back, <laughs> yeah. trying to find the perfect spot in and this the damn weird thing car. And about this car, the, that seat, 
It's also going side to side or something. <laughs> Which I'm sort of yeah. like, what card, what card is he and does that? Yeah, he's, he's moving the shit out of this. John Candy's doing stuff we've never seen with these car seats in here. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's, he finally gets comfortable. And what's he willing to do? He wants to take his damn shoes off again. Oh. Yeah. He's like, keep the shoes on. And no one wants to smell your feet. He's like, well, excuse me for, he's like, oh, excuse you for being odorless or something. something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, there's a lot about me that bothers you, isn't there? Well, there's a lot about you that bothers me. I'm just nice enough not to say it. And he's like, oh, yeah, what do I do that bothers you? He's like, well, you play with your balls a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Really? He's like, oh, what was that one thing he's in there? And I was like, well, you know what I wish? And he goes, what, an extra hand to play with your balls? <laughs> And then what does Neil actually wish? He wants silence. <laughs> so, of course, Dale has to lean the seat back one more time in a very loud, distracting fashion. Now we cut back. Neil's in the passenger seat, and he's saying that Dale broke the seat, which, of course, reminded me of you. Oh, he broke the oh, seat. The couch, the couch, the couch. Well, you're right. It was the couch in your in that situation. But Which, by the way, folks, in case you're wondering, we're talking about an episode of Roseanne. <laughs> From many years ago. Well, John Goodman broke the couch. And John Goodman broke the couch. <laughs> Well, he technically jumped on the couch. He yeah, he just on jumped couch. on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Neil Neil wants some sleep. He's like, look, I'm going <laughs> to break the couch. Breaking beds. <laughs> oh, Chad. I don't know if we want to go into that. I'm just saying. I know what that's it's like a, to break furniture, okay? I, Accidentally. I feel, like, I feel like that's a different kind of story, yeah, Chad. I feel like that's, yeah, exactly. I feel like that's a whole other conversation. Uh, so now that Neil's back, he wants some sleep. And he's going to put his wallet in the glove compartment. And then... This kind of bitch move because he's like, Dale, do not let me forget I put my wallet in here. I was like, no, no, no. You need to take responsibility. You put your damn wallet in there. Don't ask someone else to do Especially that. Especially someone you <laughs> called a thief. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're right. He'll remind you of that. He's trying to sleep. Yeah, really, asshole. Exactly. He's trying to sleep. Dale's smoking again. Dale smoke, chain smokes like a motherfucker he in this does. movie, that's for sure. <laughs> but he's smoking. He's listening to his, the music loud as shit while he's and trying he's to sleep. He's speeding on the road almost. He's speeding on the road. He's like not holding the wheel. Tapping the, the dashboard. Like, you got slush and ice on <laughs> on the road. And he's and the car is like swerving. Oh, yeah, he's swerving. He's honking the horn oh, and, and flashing like, his lights with the music. And sometimes removing both his hands from the wheel. From the wheel, yeah. Yeah, like, oh. do some sort of crazy dance move. <laughs> Just letting the car like say swerve all over the lines. <laughs> He eventually throws a cigarette out the window, but of course the back window is down, so it flies back into the <laughs> yes. into the seat. Oh shit! And then, and then of course as it starts to heat up, Dale's like, "Oh, it's hot!" And he's trying to get his coat <laughs> off while he's still driving. I feel bad because he's like, "Oh, when?" Because you know what? I I feel like when I was a kid, there was some instances where like I yeah. was trying to reach for something and my coat yeah, jacket got yeah, like a hook or something. Oh, you're like, "Ah, ah, ah!" Lever. Oh God, oh God. And then I love where he's like, okay, I'm going to do the other one. <laughs> and now the other hand yeah, is both hands. Both hands. hands. And he's like, Argh. yeah, he's trying to. At this point, I'd be doing and like I love Danny DeVito type thing, <laughs> like in Penguin, like in Batman Returns, when the car's malfunctioning, like, Argh. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, I like, where he's like, oh, he grabs control of the wheel with his, his legs. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but it ends up spinning out on the road. It doesn't work out. <laughs> oh, yeah. He goes off the exit. He goes, he goes off that exit. And then he was like another car coming before he did. He's like, ah! Yeah. He's like, spins around. And, yeah, he just spins out. And yeah. I love when the whole time Neil doesn't even notice what's going on. <laughs> and he wakes up at that moment. He's like, everything okay? He's like, 
Uh, yeah, there was a deer crossing the road. A deer, a <laughs> deer, yeah. But then, then he gets back on the exit. The problem is, he comes back from the exit. He just got off. So <laughs> he's going the wrong now he's way. Going the opposite and he direction. Know it. And he's on the opposite side of the road. <laughs> Not realizing this. Yeah, and there are people on the other side of the interstate honking at him, like, you're going the wrong way, and they're like, oh, they must have been drinking. You know, he's like, he's like, what are they doing? He's like, he's like, those fuckers want to race me. Yeah, you're right, he does say that. You're right. <laughs> they want to race. He's like, they don't even know they're going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, he has to end up, all of a sudden, he's looking at them, they're acting like they're drinking, because they think, they think they're drunk after this, this point. And what do they end up doing? Coming in between two semis, scraping oh, down, <laughs> down the side. And of course, as they do it, the lights are flashing because of yeah. the sparks. <laughs> and Neil looks over and John Candy's dressed as the devil. <laughs> but then I think, and there are flash where both of them are like skeletons because of the fear. Of the fear. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you're right. Oh my. Uh, yeah, the John Candy as the devil flash. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's cat. Yeah. So the luggage and all the trunks and everything's all over the road. Dell's out. He's like laughing, thinking that, oh, we're going to laugh at oh, this. But not so much. He's like, oh, I think insurance will come. He's like, yeah, that's not bad. I think they'll be able to bump this out. Bump <laughs> that right on out. <laughs> but like panels are like coming off. <laughs> They're all dented in, scratched up, and scraped off. And so they grab the luggage. They look back, and all of a sudden the car's on fire. They look back, see it on fire. They look back at each other, and then you can see it really sets in. Like, oh, shit. Start the car on fire. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I love to. The car, and they realize the car. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, Neil's, well, Neil starts laughing about it, and he's like, I finally got you. You paid for this. I finally got you. And then he's like, this is when he tells him, no, actually, we ended up switching credit cards back at the hotel, and I used that to pay for the card. And he's like, oh, well, that's in my wallet. And then that's when he's like, oh, shit, my wallet's in the glove compartment. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, shit. I was like, of course. Of course that would happen. So it was in Neil's name after all. Damn. Sucks. Because Dale had put his card back out of kindness to help him out. Oh, but then the great part comes too. So then they decide, okay, now the the flames are gone, so we'll drive the car. <laughs> and at this point, it's pretty much a charred up car. It's just and the frame of the car, basically. And they're driving on the hot metal. So I yep. love when they pull up to this motel, and Neil is the one driving, and then he stops, and you see where his fingers his <laughs> his fingers are stuck on the wheel. So he's in there, he's like, <laughs> trying to get his fingertips off. And then they get out of the car, and you see where they were sitting on the metal of the seats. Yeah. Right. And they're like, well, at least the seats were toasty, which I think was a common <laughs> throws out. And yeah, of course, they go right. to check in for the room. And then they meet the, the clerk just kind of looks like he's in there going, I, I don't think he knew what the hell was going on. I think he was like, right. is this a prank or something? Because the way he was acting, he's like, um, Guys want a room? And then, and then he's like, "Yeah, I have Mastercard or something." And all these cards are burnt. Up. Burnt. <laughs> it's like a small charge. He's like, um, "I don't think I could that." He's like, "Well, I got seventeen dollars in yeah. cash." And he's like, "And how about a pretty watch?" <laughs> oh, but I love the part with Dale. He's like. <laughs> I have two dollars and a Casio, and he's like putting it over his wrist to show how nice it is. That didn't work. Nails in the Neil's in the bedroom. It's got two beds this time. Yep. He's looking out and he sees Dale sleeping in the car. And poor Dale. Like he's he's kind of taking things out on himself. 
Yeah. He fell in bad for himself. You can tell he's is he talking to God or is he really talking to somebody else? So Yeah, I put on really, here it sounds really, like he I think he calls the name calls Marie when he's having yes, this conversation. Yeah. yeah. So it was really it's a good moment. Yeah, you feel bad for him. I told Chad, I was like, you know what? Even if that person got on my nerves that bad, there's no way I could leave him out in the snow. I'd be like, dude, get the fuck in here. <laughs> and, and, and to Neil's credit, he does, he does. that. Mm-hmm. He, he he brings him in, and then they're they're on the bed. They're drinking drinking these little bottles of liquor. They got the, the old Dorito packs. The old, <laughs> packs yeah. the old white and red Dorito packs when they only made the nacho cheese version. <laughs> <laughs> that brings back numbers. And then they, they they make a toast to their wives at this point with their bottles of liquor as well. To the wives. And Neil, Neil makes the comment, you know, one day I'm going to be able to laugh at this. It's not now, but one day. Yeah. <laughs> one day. And then they Dale goes to the bathroom laughing. Neil's still laughing. Dale ends up shocking himself by turning off the lights in this in this room. Yeah, because there's a... And then there's also a really pointed break. Hey, at least you got your wife. Too. Yeah. And Dale doesn't say anything. Right, so right. Really, good. and then he turns into some humor there, and he's like, "To the wires" or something like that. Yeah, that's when he makes the toast. You're right. That's what he says, and that's why he says "to the wires" and makes the toast to the wires. You're right. That's what brought that up because I know earlier, earlier in that diner scene, I didn't bring it up, but he says something. Neil says, oh, "I haven't been home in a month" or something like yes. that. Yeah. And Dale says, "I haven't been home in years," and Neil's like, "Seriously?" And he goes, "Oh, it's just a figure of speech because I'm on the road so mm-hmm. much." So now it's the next morning or whenever they're going to leave this hotel. They're trying to get the car back out. <laughs> Have you noticed too in this scene, like it looks like the snow was cleared from everywhere else in that parking lot except <laughs> around there around the car. And so now they're stuck trying to get it from that the slush of snow. And I love where Dale's like, okay, well, I'm going to try to reverse this time. <laughs> and then he does and he, he does it. He goes smashing through the room. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, just go, just go, and they take off. And I, I was like, "Well, good thing they paid in cash." Yeah, right. <laughs> and with a watch, can't track them down. And so they're riding in this car, and like you said, it's nothing but metal. There's no doors. There's no windows. It's no just roof, a heap of metal. Nothing. nothing. And uh, people are looking at them on the road, knowing they look weird. They eventually get pulled over. And of course, the cop, this played by Michael McKean, who's been in oh, like this yeah. is Spinal Tap and Coneheads, like, the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Brady Bunch movie. He's a Better Call Saul more recently, but yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's like, what the hell are you driving? You think this thing is safe? He's like, I absolutely do, sir. Yes. (laughs) He's like, how fast do you think you're doing? He's like, I I don't know. Speedometer's melted. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out he was going 78 miles per hour, which is weird because the way the car is looking at him, I didn't think he was going that fast. Oh, and they would have been freezing, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the extended version, Michael McKeon, I, I, read, I was listening to an interview, he was saying that this was uh, a lot longer scene, and originally, and this would have made it even funnier, actually, because he was going to tell them, give you a little exposition, that they had already gone 100 miles past Chicago, and they were driving oh, the wrong no. way. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that would have made it even funnier, that they had already passed where they were trying to yeah. go, and now had to go back. And that's so pretty really, funny because that would have been perfect to say, like, after he sat there and go, Yeah, I gotta. He's like, Please, sir. He's like, I am real sorry for speeding. He's like, But I gotta get my friend home for Thanksgiving. And so, and <laughs> then can you imagine being where you drove past Chicago? Where are <laughs> yeah, you exactly. heading? Uh, 
that was 100 miles back that way. Oh, man. I, I, I wish they'd left that in. That would have made that scene great to know yeah. that they'd been all through all that and passed where they needed to be. But eventually, the cop doesn't let him drive. He gets the car towed. And Dale, the man of all trade, here he comes, pulling up in a semi-truck. Right. Somehow <laughs> he's able to have these connections. And you think he's going to have a good seat in the front. No, they have to go in the back. And this is a this is a oh, truck like carrying... He's what? like, well, at least we get to sit in the warm car. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, well... He's like, the driver is a little funny about people riding in the front with him. He's like, where do we ride? <laughs> they're in the cold in again, the cold, yeah. but in a freezer. Yeah, because this thing is carrying cheese. This Ashkenagan cheese. So they're in the back and it. Yeah, I looked at the name of it. So you can tell it is cold. And they think they're going to be home in about three hours at this point. So three hours in the back of this freezing trailer. Because, whew. <laughs> Which is, yeah. well, I mean, probably nothing compared to they were driving compared the whole way. way just yeah. in the cold. It probably so, was a little bit warmer than what it was outside, right? <laughs> Maybe, poss- yeah. Possibly, yeah. So they get back. This is Neil's final train. You know, he's saying his goodbyes to Dale. You can tell they're going to miss each other a little bit. But Neil's also relieved because he's thinking of his three kids. He's thinking of apple pie and turkey and a candlelight dinner and his wife. <laughs> and then he goes into thinking about Dale kissing his ear. <laughs> and he's, and it cuts back to him and he's laughing. And then he's thinking of the car being on fire. And Finally, then he's, he's looking at all <laughs> that that bad shit funny. Now he's laughing at it. Mm-hmm. After he said, I'll probably look back laughing on this later. Not now, but right. later. And now yeah. he's doing now he's Because this is, that. yeah, he's doing, he's doing all this thinking while he's on the train ride home, of course. Because he's going home to see his family. And then he starts remembering some of the things Della said. Like, I haven't been home in years. And immediately dismissing the wife thing and toast to the wives. And he's realizing... That Marie isn't isn't a part of Dell's life anymore. I'll say because I thought it was going. I thought it was going to go a different route than what it did here. We'll get to it. Yeah, because at this point he's thinking something doesn't add up. Right. He's like, let me go back to Dale. I gotta find Dale. I gotta figure yep. out what's going on. So he ends up going back to the station. And Dale's still there. Dale's cause... still there. And Dale kind of still looked like he was, you know, sad. Sad. Yeah. Because he he had nowhere to go. You know, he was alone. So he's like, Dale, what are you doing here? And then Josh, what is he? Well, you have the exact line. This is just where I just have where he tells him about his wife. Yeah, where he's like, Dale, what are you doing? And then the next line is... I don't have the next line, Chris. Oh. <laughs> well, that's where he... Uh, well, I have to skip ahead on him. He's like, Marie's been dead. Oh, okay, yeah, I have that. Marie's been... I thought you were looking for a specific line, and I no, don't no, have no. it. That's okay, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, he has... Marie's been dead for eight years, and that's why he's... You know, pretty much been living out of that trunk, which is why it's so yeah. heavy, pretty much carrying all his belongings. I, I'm glad, I, I don't want him to have a dead wife, but, I know. <laughs> wow. it's not, I'm, well, hold on, I'm trying to get to a point here. I thought that they were going to do it, that more of a point of, Dell is so overbearing the way he is, that it was going to be his wife left him and he never got over it. So I'm 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 glad they went that his wife actually passed away and he didn't get over it versus she just left him because and he could never get past it and that's where I thought they were gonna go with it like I knew they weren't together but I thought it was gonna be the she left him and moved on and he never moved on without her but well, and that the crazy thing where you come to find out what's you know what's really happened to Marie and stuff and where his life is because he doesn't have a home he's just been right. traveling and working so yeah. basically he's living out of the trunk. Well, and I and, think he's never wanted to settle down after that because yes. it, then it would it would really start to hit him too hard because he's and, always getting to be around different people. Exactly. So then you have this twist, if you will, that it hits you in the gut from when it happens because then you 
feel not only do you feel bad for Dale, but again, more credit to John Candy in this performance because I really feel like this is his most dramatic role that he's probably played in all of his films, and one that, in all honesty, probably could have gotten some award recognition or something because he was so good in this movie. So Neil and Dale, they're back to the house. Of course, they're having to carry the trunk together. He invites Dale in to have Thanksgiving with the family. All the, like you said, all the in-laws are there. The whole family's there. They're happy to see him. Daddy's home. Neil was, her wife was upstairs crying because Neil hadn't made it home for Thanksgiving yet. So she comes home, introduces her to Dale. Of course, she knows about him through all the phone calls. And then you hear the, every time you go yeah, away. The one song that's recognizable in the whole movie because mm-hmm. I think if you notice throughout the movie, they play kind of these hokey, older, just hokey kind of film themes. Yeah. And it's not really any recognizable songs or anything like that. Other than, of course, Flintstones song, right? Right. But other than, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you get this one pop song that just kind of, or ballad, that just kind of right. plays. Right. Like, oh, okay. I remember yeah. this song. Now. Okay. I remember and, playing a lot back then. Right. I agree. Well, I don't remember in 87 when this well, came out. Well, you know what but... I mean. It was one of those songs <laughs> you always usually heard and always pop up. That's true. So then, yeah, Neil and his wife are embracing, and Dale just kind of smiles at the two of them. And I don't know this movie as well. I've seen it once, but apparently he does this exact same smile to end uh, Uncle Buck. I know you guys uh, may have. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. That's another yeah. great film. So that's the end credits roll. But did you guys watch through and see this end credit scene? Uh oh. I don't. I don't think we did. No. Yeah, I, I, I just, I had a feeling. That. I had a feeling for some reason this movie was going to have an end credit. You don't think of it with 80s movies? That's so weird. See, there was a part of me that thought, maybe there's something at the end. But no, I just thought, no, they closed it out. They closed it out. Wow, this is awful. Okay, Okay, so tell me, what happened? So we we get an end credit scene. It goes back to the boss. He's still looking over these damn ads. (laughs) But he now has his Thanksgiving dinner at the table with him as he still looks like he's laying on the table looking at him. (laughs) Trying still going over these damn ads. Got a he's got a plate that's got turkey and some other food on it. So you know he's damn had his Thanksgiving dinner there while he's looking he still can't make a decision. Like I said, from what I saw, it was like three ads he was looking at. That was it. It was three different ones he was going to. So he's between. at his office on his desk, and he's still looking at these things, but surrounded with Thanksgiving. Well, a plate of Thanksgiving food. A yes. Plate of okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And that is playing trains and automobiles. Well, you know, I was just saying too. The uh, the other thing too is I like because this was the other point too is I like the twist. It gets you in the gut. That's a. What I was trying to add on to about the performance for John Candy in this movie, like where you see him in probably his most dramatic role, and it tugs at the heartstrings. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I really like this too. I mean, it was. I think the the thing that it's just it's different than today's comedy movies, right? Um, because like today's comedy movies are just like these sort of nonstop. It's always looking for gags the laughs and laughs yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas like a lot of these older movies. It, um, it also has the heart there to it, right? Um, right. That I think, to me, makes a really good uh, story overall because um, you can still have the, the comedy element, but still have you know, well, it allowed this times to breathe exactly, and it allowed times to develop the characters and develop their relationship because I think you see in this movie as it progresses, you see where they become 
they actually become friends. They become a little bit more and more friends eventually at, with all the stuff that they go through. How could you not after that kind of adventure? But uh, exactly with Chad, like you get the, the gags, you get the laughs and stuff like that, but then you get the feels with the characters allows you to have that connection and allows you to digest <laughs> what's going on on the screen. And, and I mentioned it earlier, it's amazing. They were able to do all this in 90 minutes. Nin- this movie's 93 right. minutes. Today, if they made this movie, it'd be at least two hours. Yeah. They don't know how to shorten stuff up these days. Credit to John Hughes for writing this tight of a movie. Well, like granted, I say, you, yeah, you get to know these characters. Four hours of stuff, too. Depending, it makes me wonder how big that script was when he originally wrote it. Uh, I think Steve Martin said the original script he saw was 150 pages, which wow. to him, a comedy film, he's like, oh, hell no. No way it was a comedy film, 150 pages. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that's what he said the original script that he saw was. So, yeah. See, that's pretty crazy to think because usually with the scripts, it's kind of like the the, the page count is normally about the same time length as what the movie would be. So, if you write a 93-page Like one script, minute per page. Yeah. That's what I always yeah, heard, exactly. too. So, if you write 93 pages, it's probably going to be about 93 minutes, you know, just to kind of round it, I guess. Even though I kind of find that sometimes not necessarily true. Cause, well, it depends on you know, how your actors play out. That's things, true, too. And, you know, a lot of the yeah. physical stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a gauge, but it's not like a soft set thing. No, right? definitely yeah. not. Like a, I a do think... Film. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, said, I think Steve Martin said the final script that they end up shooting off of was 90, though. So. Oh, that's cool. I'm still curious, though, because they did... Like, the one guy says there's a three-hour and 40-minute cut they got out there. But they, he, I think he said that was their original cut. He thinks that there is at least a two-hour cut somewhere out there that if they found the elements, they could put together. They probably, could, especially when you're telling us too about the the longer scene, right? With the cop. Yeah. That was the scene. the The delivery boy ended up being the one who. And then there's an actual deleted scene because I actually watched this through your guys' Voodoo account and it had the special stuff on it and it has the deleted scene in the airplane. That's yeah. the only one I got to see play out. The other two I read about. That's, I don't know. That's curious to know because, uh, I mean, I think the hour and a half time is was really good. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't feel like it was an hour and a half. It actually felt longer to me. And maybe that's because that's good credit to like what Chad was saying where you, you're going on this, basically this adventure with these two guys where, you know, they have this crazy shit happens to them and you see the gags, you see the laughs, you know, it's going to you know, leave you in stitches in some scenes, but you have those moments of where it gives you a little bit of downtime and you're seeing some dramatic moments here to kind of give that little bit of that sense of, of it being longer. But, you know, that, at least that's what I kind of got from it. All right, Chris, let's rate this bad boy. Why don't you kick us off? Oh, gosh. Uh, what are we rating it out of here? Like five you can come stars, up, ten five- stars? No, five stars, yeah. Five yeah, stars, I like to... Right. I, I rate them the same way I have to rate them on Letterboxd, so... But you can use something funny. You can use gotcha. five. Um, I don't know. I'm probably going to say maybe four and a half to almost five. Because, I mean, it's just... It's really well done. It's really, it's a strong movie, so... Yeah. I, I just don't really have so many complaints about it. I really don't. Uh, yeah, same. I would probably rate it about four stars. Yeah, I think right now I'm at four, and I think it could go up on repeat viewings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, that's that's where my initial rating was. This is definitely a four star film. So here. it's a recommended. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And see, it makes it makes perfect sense for Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> like, yeah. 
is and I loved how they really did it was tra- planes, trains, and automobiles. And you had it almost like a mini adventure yep. with each one yep. of what was going on. So right. you knew like as soon as they had the plane shit, you knew, okay, well trains some, something with trains will be coming up and then you knew something with cars. It's well done. But it makes me one of those things too where it made me a big John Candy fan. Okay. And so I love so many of his movies, you know, from Uncle so, Buck to The Great Outdoors to Oh my gosh. Uh you know, Nothing But Trouble, which he was actually he was yeah. pretty funny in a dual role. Yeah, dual role, yeah. And then uh there's a movie that he did too. It's kind of a bit of a dramatic uh you know, romantic comedy. Uh, only the lonely, which he was actually pretty good in that one too. But uh, you know, he's—it's a shame he was—we lost him at forty in nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. Way too way young. Way too young, and it just makes me wonder what stuff he could have been doing all these years. Agree. What he could be doing now, and he was just such an amazing, amazing talent. So anytime I see his movies, it makes me miss him a lot because I'm like, man, because he kind of felt like kind of a Robin Williams, to where Robin Williams to me was kind of like a. A movie dad mm-hmm. you know so yeah. I, i'm used to him kind of like being that movie father figure yeah. of sorts and john candy kind of reminded me in that same mm-hmm. sense so every time i see his movie it makes me kind of feel bad because i'm like oh man it's a, another movie dad who's not around i'm like your crazy uncle yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and josh yeah. have you seen like great outdoors have you seen any, like, uncle oh Bob? i was just saying great outdoors is where i think of john candy from more than anything oh understandable yeah, yeah, that's that's my go-to candy movie. So, <laughs> oh, and I gotta throw in Who's Harry Crumb. I know it's. I have not seen that one. one. It's one of those movies like it's you know pretty dumb and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. he's funny in that. One. I have really? not seen Who's Harry Crumb. I seen Uncle Buck one t- once years ago. I don't remember it that well. Ah, uh, you gotta see a repeat viewing of that one. But yeah, and then I also remember, of course, John Candy and um, Cool Runnings oh, leading yes, the Jamaican bobsled yes, team. Yes. And then, of course, as a favor to John Hughes, he did the the scene as the Polka King in Home Alone. That's so. right. Because right. I think was a uh, was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles like his first collaboration with John Candy. I think it, I think it was. I think it was Probably so. Because I think he was really impressed with working with John Candy that he knew that he wanted to work with John Candy again. So then the opportunity came up with Home Alone, and he was like, "Oh, he'd be great for this role or something like that." Right. It worked out and. In there. Although now it kind of makes me sit there and go, it'd be nice to see John Candy in a bigger role, maybe for that. <laughs> Who knows? Because he was just so good, such a great yeah. actor. It was, but that, I mean, that was literally a favor Candy did for him. It was yeah. just, yeah, like I don't even think I think I think I read he didn't even get paid for that. Like he was literally doing Hughes a favor just to help him out. I think you're right, and because there, there's a thing on Netflix that you know, like um, the movies that made us. us, yeah, and they did yeah. an episode on it, and it was surprising to learn a lot about that movie too. And okay, how it. Yeah, John Candy, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> he was just so good, so good. And Steve Martin, a lot of credit to Steve Martin as well. Who I think I don't know. Rick Moranis, like you said, would have been an interesting choice, but for this specific role, I think Steve Martin was he the right pick. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone could have played the the straight man character if you were the straight comedy man in this tag team right. like Steve Martin did, and. It played so well to it. Great chemistry between these two. All right. I think real quick, let's give a rundown of what's to come on the show. So, yeah. (laughs) Next week, I will have returning guest Chip Sebastian on. He's going to be talking about David Cronenberg's Scanners. Oh, And then 
And then we go into December, and first week of December, I have returning guest, author Mark Anthony Brownlee's rejoining the show, and he's going to talk to us about Silent Night, Deadly Night. And then the next week after that, these guys are back, and we're going back to deep dive for him for the two weeks after that. First up, Jingle All the Way. That was a Chris idea, so give him credit. <laughs> Double mine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then after that, of course, if you follow us on Twitter, you saw we put up a poll between Scrooge and Black Christmas, and with a overwhelming 68% of the vote, Scrooge took the vote. I know, Chris, you ran a little poll on your Instagram. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Scrooge Scrooge was, yeah, Scrooge was pretty popular on that one. Okay. So we will be deep diving into Scrooge, and then the last week of December, I got something I need to talk to these guys about before I announce what that's going to be, but we'll see what's going on, but for now, guys, why don't you tell them where they can find you, and we'll get out of here. Go ahead, Chad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd, Um, uh, username GreenScreen. Right, go ahead, Chris. And then for me, Twitter, Letterbox, CBC Monkey, and uh, on Instagram, you can find me at X Topher of Oz. I know that sounds kind of funny, but you can just pretty much look up my name and find me pretty much anywhere. I think so. Yeah. Even All right. Christian now. Mingle. <laughs> oh yes, and uh, don't forget the for all you heavenly hoes Farmers FarmersOnly.com. Farmers <laughs> And LinkedIn uh, for all you professional people out there. There you go. <laughs> and Grinder. And Grinder. Well, I don't have that anymore. Oh, well, anymore. You heard it here, folks. You're was right. The teddy, was it the Teddy Bear one? Or teddy Bear one? Oh, I have no idea what's oh, happening, folks, but like the bottom really line is at this point, Chris is a taken man. You cannot be taking him well, for these kind right of things. Now. Not, not a positive out. <laughs> Did we not just have the conversation about this? You don't don't be the Neil Page of this right now. <laughs> be Dale. Be optimistic, damn it. Alright, and as always, you can follow the show at YNF MoviePod on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, we'll be back next week and I'll have a guest I told you about and we'll talk about maybe what could be your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.